0: Should we do a quick clap test? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. That was probably okay. He'll be able to do that, Amish, I imagine. Oh, he's a genius, that Mark. Oh, he yeah. is. He's amazing. <laughs> best, best editor I have ever met. Hello and welcome to Laps Game Radio episode one hundred and fifty nine. Uh we've not really been doing many traditional episodes in lockdown. We've uh, been busy playing Dungeons Dragons, uh and also watching some terrible films, thanks to Andy. Uh I think oh, we've got another come one coming on. up. You can't let it go. <laughs> and I think you've got another one on the cards, haven't you, Andy?
1: <laughs> not terrible, it's quite good fun. It's a novel. Ah. Starting a rock. Well.
0: Another one starting The Rock. Well, maybe, maybe he gets better through, through his career. Uh, but we thought we'd give you a, a break from all of the random non-gaming news uh, to bring you some proper gaming news. Uh, so over the last few weeks, uh, Sony have unveiled their plans for the next generation uh, and indeed what the PlayStation 5 is going to look like. Uh, spoiler alert, it looks a lot like a router.
2: <laughs> that's what uh, I was going to say. I'm Chazzy, by the way. I just thought I'd uh, mention that. <laughs> yes. We're not doing introductions. Uh, the yes.
0: And of course, joining us today is Chazzy. Hello. And Andy. Hello. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. So, yeah. yes, the, the, the big white router that's going to, you know, I'm going to have trouble lifting upstairs into, you know, it's going to take four blokes to pull it upstairs to, you know, into my spare bedroom, into my studio.
0: It will, yeah. Have oh. if, if
2: you... uh have
0: you seen people online have been sort of measuring how big USB ports are? I love and all that. I and then all. deciding how big <laughs> the, It does look from that it's gonna be a massive machine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was, like was pe- pictures, pe- guys having it? That's it. <laughs> <You put> that <laughs> people,
2: that's it. But like people trying to like work out if they can get it in their T V units and panicking. I mean if that's what you the the biggest problem you've got to worry about, then
1: you you're doing all right. I think it looks nice. Yeah. I quite like it, me. Don't know all the stuff is about how it looks crap and stuff. I think it's quite good, better than a box, isn't it? Well, this is the thing, right? It's, it, like, like I, I particularly don't think it's very nice.
2: I think it's, um, it's, it's very, uh, just, it's not the most beautiful piece of industrial design I've ever seen in my life. But, um, like you say, I mean, compare that to the Xbox One at the moment, or the, you know, the, uh, the, the. One S or whatever where it's just a nondescript rectangle and you know or the even the playstation 2 i mean the playstation 2 let's be fair it's just a brick but um yeah it's uh it's got something about it and it's different right and you i suppose you can't really knock it for for that but um let's be honest it's gonna sit under our tvs or sit behind our tvs or whatever and you know it's it's the playing of it that's gonna gonna really count isn't it I it is, yeah.
0: I suppose with the design as well, it, they were kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't, because... And the thing is, with their first
2: have... iterations, they always go a bit mental with the design anyway. You like you think back to the PlayStation 3, and that... that how but they only also... did
0: that with the PlayStation 3. I mean, the PlayStation mm. 1, the PlayStation 2, and the PlayStation 4 were all quite safe, just boxes. Mm. I mean, the PlayStation 4 had the box with the angly bit. Yeah, but. Yeah. All the others have been quite safe boxes, so it's mm. like every other generation will do something they go a, bit, a bit crazy, a bit different. But yeah. They,
2: they get on the beers and then des- decide to design something. <laughs> I mean, last
0: generation, we're, we're all complaining that the Xbox One looked like a VCR player. So yeah. If they'd have come out with the PlayStation Five that looked like a VCR player, we'd have all been saying that. So yeah, exactly. no, I think I you think they've they've, they've way, taken a chance to be bold, <laughs> uh, and they've, they've done it, and I think they've done it quite well, really. Mm. I mean, it's
2: interesting it's, that they've gone with white, um, white gloss as yeah. well, so that like the whole dust issue is just a, and fingerprints are just yeah. a, a non-issue, right? I think that's quite mm. clever. I think there's
1: black ones. I think probably will be a black one available. Oh, of course it will. I mean,
2: the thing is with the PS5, right, is is that I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to skip the initial, you know, the initial first run or whatever. Because um, this is what I did with the PS4 and, I, and it worked out really well for me is that I ended up getting an Xbox One, played that for God knows how long. And then when the the slim of the PlayStation 4 came out, then I jumped on that when the, when the prices were cheap. And then, uh, yeah, just like cracked on with that for a while until the the Pro came out. And I think, I'm not going to miss too much of like looking at that PS5 reveal as well that, you know, I don't think I'm going to be missing too much and it's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be kind of cross platform anyway. So yeah, I I I mean, I think you can, you can get away with holding off on one or, you know, whichever way around you want to do it. I think you can get away with not jumping on both straight away. This this generation.
0: I, I definitely think so. I mean, if you look at the specs and what's actually under the hood, uh, last generation, we kind of had a move to where the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One were both just PCs, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were running PC hardware with even a Unix shell themselves, so they were Linux PCs. And this is just an iteration of that, really. It's just a more beefed-up PlayStation mm-hmm. 4 and a more beefed-up Xbox One series. Which is tech. actually
2: great, because they've set right. their foundations in the, in last gen, or this gen, I should say, um, so that we can have all this sort of, sort of back, com- backwards compatibility and bringing things over and, you know, like you haven't, you haven't got situations where, like, you know, PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4, you were having troubles with conversions and, like, Xbox were exactly. having to literally have teams to port things over to make it work on the Xbox One and stuff. Yeah, and, and-
0: suddenly just didn't even bother.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> at least with this, this yeah, it's, it's interesting to see the way that they're the two different companies are handling this in as much as like Xbox is just basically taking the iPhone model of just, right, it works, everything works on it, just iterate to the next one that's a slightly more powerful, give us your money, like don't worry, it's, this is just going to be your one box. It's the one console future, right? There's that whole Dennis Dyack thing from way, way back in the early aughts is like you've just got one console and it does everything and it plays everything and and all your friends are there and it's all good whereas sony i think are just you know they're they're, they're coming along for the ride but they're still trying to play the old the old model of like yeah no lock it down lock the exclusives down you know
0: yeah and i think um there, there was even a mention where Xbox and Microsoft have been very explicit with this whole smart delivery thing in saying if you own something on mm. Xbox One, yeah. you'll be able to play it on Xbox Series X. Whereas there was a quote in the PlayStation reveal or just after it where I think one of the big Sony presidents said something along the lines of we believe in generational jumps and we believe yeah. in generations, mm. which kind of got the Internet a bit worried that... If they own, for example, Spider Man on the PlayStation Four, they wouldn't be able to play Spider Man on the PlayStation Five, even though, like you've just said, it, they're kind of the same thing. It's just a PC, yeah. So sure. surely it should be able to, but this you potentially have to buy it again. And uh, it's any, that question, any corporation
2: isn't it? is going to want to try and um, you know eke as much money out of mm. things like that, like that, especially as possible, if they're
0: right? on top like Sony are.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at um, have you seen all this stuff about um, NBA Two K? At the moment, oh, yes. and they're basically like they're they're going to put it was it seventy dollars? They're going to put their um their price up yeah. for the game. Yeah, and then if you want to, com- yeah, that's it. And then if you want to like convert over, you've got to pay an extra fee as well. So it's just yeah, extra it could cost you up to a, wow. yeah. So basically, like if you want to go from PS four to PS five, I think it's like but essentially it's going to cost you like a hundred dollars over over the piece just to have a, like the NBA two K on your machine from PS four to PS five. And that's just didn't, insane.
1: Didn't we do that before? I was, I was, I was
2: yeah, I mean, a lot of companies have done it before. You know, I've like done EA, before, EA have right done, done, EA have done like the ten pound like conversion fee thing. Yeah,
0: you kind of understood it when it was PlayStation Three to PlayStation Four, though, because they were two separate. Yeah, products. that's what I'm saying. You, two you're splitting sets. across
2: different architectures, right? Yeah. But in this case, it is just literally a, a money-making exercise. And like, I understand, right? You, you know, games are more expensive these days. Blah blah blah, and you got to recoup your costs, but. Yeah, I just, I uh, don't know, something feels dirty about these, like kind of, you know, paying for a license key to switch from mm. one to the other. Yeah. And it's going to happen uh, more and more and more. But like I say, at least like you say, um, Xbox have been a lot more uh, open and transparent about that kind of stuff. But again, you've got to remember it's all down to the publishers and the publishers are setting these things and the publishers can u- opt out of this as well. So, you know, it's not just standard across the board, I don't believe.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, we say it is the publishers and and the publishers have the final say in everything, Mm. but it's quite telling that the ones that we've spoken about so far have been sort of uh, Assassin's Creed, obviously published by Ubisoft. That's smart delivery on Mm. the Xbox. Uh, And we talk about, for example, if we bring up the Spider-Man thing because there's been a Spider-Man expansion announced, That Mm. they've said that is definitely a... New product you need to buy on the PlayStation Five, yeah. uh, which yeah. is obviously published by Sony Games. Mm. So I, it, it's that whole thing it's of not, that's you know fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it, it's that whole thing where people say that Sony screwed it up last time when they were kind of the dominant console and Microsoft won, and history does repeat itself mm. um, in that kind of regard. You know, the the underdog will always have something to gain by being more transparent and more and seemingly more uh fair i suppose i'm not i'm not saying that microsoft don't care about the gaming user but they have more to gain by seeming to care about them if yeah. that makes sense yeah. and the press they get in at the moment and especially kind of shows the that. back
2: of the last time they launched a console and and screwing the pooch so badly like you know that they, they had to go that way regardless. yeah they they really have to, to ace everything
0: yeah. this time yeah
2: uh, yeah, Which so, is so So then they decided to sell out Mixer and sell it to Facebook that everyone hates. <laughs> so, yeah, hearts <laughs> and Great minds. Decision. Hearts yeah. and minds.
3: Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, uh, so on that note, uh, I think if we run through some of the announcements at the PlayStation 5 event that we kind of saw and enjoyed, uh, Chazzy, I think you've got a big old list somewhere.
2: Yeah, so I was sort of s- scrubbing my way through the conference because... I can't remember everything that, that came out on that. I've, I've got the memory of a goldfish. But um, like r- it randomly started with GTA and Gran Turismo. Uh, yes, Gran a... Turismo
0: 5 is coming yeah. to. And it John was just, Turismo I 5. just found GTA that 5. so 5.
2: random. GTA. Sorry. GTA yeah, GTA 5.
0: 5. Sorry. GTA 5. Sorry. I say, GTA 5. 5. They're doing remasters 5. of old driving
2: games. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, they might as well have. I yeah. mean, you know from what they showed.
2: But, uh, yeah, it's just the most random opening to any conference or any then, kind of reveal ever. I think that three was very generations, much... If
1: you think about it, Free PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Yes, yeah. but that's insane. That's absolutely insane. But it is the game that probably makes the
0: most amount of money in mm. at the moment. I mean, how much people spend on GTA Online. Yeah. It's probably one of the biggest played games on play, on PSN. So mm. that's why they opened it with that, I think. They, they opened it to show continuity. Yeah. To say the games true. that you like on PlayStation 4, but if you I buy a PlayStation know why 5...
2: I don't from a marketing point of view, why you need to um, display that at the start of a conference. Like that can be a press release afterwards or that can be a fluff piece in the media like later on. That, that, like To do that in a big marquee conference... It, I they, there's was... only one reason to do that and that's just to generate more cash in you know in gta 5 at the moment yeah, so yeah. people feel confident that like they're spending their money in it and please carry on spending your money because it will be coming over to the next gen well, it get was get almost like saying yeah, we're not going to make million. gta 6 yeah yeah but, essentially yeah it's uh yeah it's just a really odd really odd start to the to the conference and um yeah yeah just Set, set a set very weird tone for me for the whole thing, but I don't, um,
1: I don't know. But it's Rockstar, isn't it? Everyone loses a shit yeah. for Rockstar. Come That's on, it. you see that Rockstar logo. Thing I is, was, I saw oh, that Rockstar oh, oh. logo and then I thought, oh my god, is it a San Andreas remake?
2: And then I thought, to be fair, oh, maybe, it, maybe it's like a Bully thing, or maybe they're just going through not old stuff.
1: Agent, yeah, for agent. It's not yeah, real, John.
2: mate. It's vaporware. Yeah, but then <laughs> was it? Is it a new Bully? And then all yeah. oh, right, okay, so same old, same old, same old. Okay, great. But yeah, so yeah, that's that start of the tone, and then just like crashing through a couple of things that that I liked. Um, there's a new Ratchet and Clank coming, which I've, I was really interested in. I mean, it's again, it's going to be one of those games that you just pick up for fifteen quid eventually, because you know those games always drop to like, y- it it amazing, get a, yeah, it looks incredible. Um, has portals? It's basically doing the whole Titan that that one level from Titanfall two. That work Which, that place with portals and time, and then that
0: s- that one level from Titanfall Two seems to be becoming the basis for quite a few games. Yeah, now. exactly
2: right. Because you can <laughs> because you can stream off the drives, it's quicker to you know you exactly can yeah. switch between right. So, good good exploration of the hardware, but yeah, get get ready for basically lots of time switching um, in a lot of games. Um, and then the only other one that really really stood out for me was Returnal because I'm a massive fanboy of Housemark. so they started making a... Th- I've been in the beta f- uh, for... like They've been testing out a third-person, like, sort of, uh, what's the best way to put it, sort of, like, arena shooter uh, game, uh, and they sort of scrapped it, and then it looks like they've obviously pivoted and turned it into, um, like, a third-person next machina, which looks mm. really incredible, uh, like a little roguelike where you basically just... Die, like bit groundhog day and you die and respawn and die and respawn but it had all the all the housemark trademark like sort of stuff going on with lots of explosions and colors and bright neons and you know ridiculously fast paced action and uh, yeah i'm genuinely very very excited to see what that that, that turns out like
0: yeah, I yeah. mean, Housemark are always kind of the people who get to test and push the new PlayStation mm. system, aren't they? They did it with the PlayStation 4 and they did it with the Vita as well. Yeah. Um, and they always make a good uh, sort of arcade shooter type game and they always somehow make bigger and better explosions and voxels and particle effects. And yeah. they're always just fun games to play, I think. Yeah. It's, and they'll, they'll need that, I think.
2: Oh, God, um, yeah. So what else? What, what have you? What stood out for you guys in in the conference? First, I mean,
0: but... <laughs> I mean, for me, uh, what one thing that did stand out when I was watching it, um, probably no one else really noticed this as much, but how many cats there were in games?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's, yeah.
0: I, uh, I mean, I'm a self confessed crazy cat bloke. Um, but there, uh, there was, there was even a game about a cat with a backpack called Stray. Yeah, uh, which is yeah. a little indie game and you didn't really see much of it um, but it just seems to be one of those little crazy indie gate indie adventure type games that yeah. really uh, the graphics are kind of one of the things that have been pushed in indie games more and more recently yeah. Um, But yeah, I think there was there was a cat in that and there was there was a couple of other cats in games as well. Um, that's one thing that stood out to me mainly. <laughs> um, but seriously um, horizon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was a, a bloody brilliant game, and actually, it's coming to PC now officially. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. It you can sense. pre-order it on Steam as of today, yeah. uh, as we record. It's um, a weird
2: game that the the original Horizon, because uh, it's one of those games where I was sort of didn't really enjoy the first and know, first third, mm. and then it was suddenly, a very slow build up. Yeah, and then suddenly as a reveal, and then I I got really hooked. And yeah. I, I, I never, uh, never finished it. I've got, got to go back to it. I but, to um, play it, mate. Play yeah, it. it's um, yeah, it's well worth playing. Well worth playing. It's um, that's an interesting take on an open world. And um, yeah, very. Like I, I want to see what happens with that character and how they can move that forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it like I say, I, re- I really, really enjoyed it when it originally came out and this looks to be more of the same in just a different different location yeah I just hope um, that they can
2: they can flesh out See, so the thing is with the, with the robots and the, the robot animals and all that kind of stuff i'm hoping that they can find a way that either they can keep that interesting or you know double down on that and kind of you know expand out on that and that kind of stuff yeah, well, they seem to have more
0: of an emphasis on um, because the new location is on the coast, isn't it? Mm. So they had sort of like more marine dinosaur creatures and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely a lot more they can explore. <laughs> yeah. um, but the thing that stood out to me mainly in that is um, it, it's probably because I've not gone back and played the original in a while, but it didn't look it looked to very nice but it didn't look a massive nothing in this conference looked a massive step but like you look back at the playstation 3 games we were playing 10 years ago and then you remember how amazed you were when you saw the playstation 4 demos and the playstation 4 Mm. reveal and i think it's it's just where we are now in graphics Of the graphics are so good that you're never going to have that massive leap in fidelity anymore
2: i I spoke about this a while back uh, a long long time ago that um, because of like the financial crisis and stuff and mm. where we are with technology and technology is kind of not plateauing, but it's it's slowing the rate of you know growth is slowing and the stuff.
0: I mean the problem is mainly when you get to a certain point yeah. the the more polygons you throw at it even if you go yeah. exponential makes, makes no it doesn't look right. exactly yeah
2: so so what you're going to end you end up with is like between not having the money to really throw it you know if you're going to throw 15 20 30 80 million at a game whatever it is you've got to make sure that, that game sells to recoup your losses yeah. right and a lot of a lot of people are playing it safe now and mm. going with the you know going with the established franchises you know if it's something new it's in an, in a an arena that people already know and feel comfortable with or you know there's a bit of buzz about and i'm i'm worried that there's a bit of a homogenization that's going to be going on in this this generation in as much as like the only real uh, innovation can come in stuff like ai and um what you can do like obviously like everyone's so boring but everyone's talking about the the, like drive speeds and the ram speeds right and it's what you can do with that that can make games more interesting or you know quicker or that you can play with that kind of stuff mechanically and like mechanics for the you know Joe on the street isn't really a big draw right it's not it's like you say, for you, it's the, the the big wow and the, oh my god, it's pushing all these particles and voxels and blah 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 or whatever mm. explode, and you're going to get less and less of that, and it's it's weird. And I think all the innovation is going to come in in the tech side and the back end, the, the things you don't see, the the person yeah. pulling the strings, right? Yeah, and that's just not sexy. Oh, it's not it's sexy, sexy f- but so lighting
1: games as well, isn't it? That's it, right? Talking like when you when it. you
2: look at that epic thing. And it's showing you all the, the dynamic ray tracing and all that kind of stuff, and ambient occlusion and all that. Ooh. That's stuff that's going to whiz by past you at like a yeah. thousand miles an hour in most games. And um, yeah, like you can't quantify it, but it's little little things like that that you layer those all on top of each other, and it makes something really spectacular. But you can't quite place your finger on why that makes it so spectacular. If that make makes sense, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean it's a, yeah, it's a weird one. This this generation's going to you're going to see a lot of lot of people kind of trying to make more of things than I think are there in this gen. But that's just my my little sad prediction, but <laughs> I mean you
0: you look back on it and I I'm looking at some screenshots now and it looks beautiful, you know. It, it looks amazing. Um but I, it kind of looks how I remember Horizon looking if that makes sense. Yeah. It's it does. It's not that long ago that it looked amazing to me, and there are definitely steps up. But when you're mm. actually playing and watching it in real time, you don't really appreciate that as much. I think no, exactly. is, is kind of thing, and which kind of comes on to my next point about Gran Turismo Seven. Uh, we got we got a look at what Gran Turismo Seven looks like. Yeah. And my initial reaction to that is, oh, they've they've got Gran Turismo Sport on the on the. PS5 because yeah. it, it the same HUD, the same everything obviously it they showed it had the map and it had you know all the garages and stuff <laughs> it's you showed from a
2: weird map exactly no
0: yeah so. I, I mean the, the menus were always the worst part of Gran Turismo and they still are um, but you it showed that and but now when I watched a Digital Foundry video uh, the other day and it, it showed the step up from because the particular map that they showed off wasn't in gran turismo sport but the car that they were driving was so they kind of had some side by sides of the car and when i look at it when they've paused it and when they're going through and put it side by side oh my god the the difference is amazing you know you can see details and stuff like Mm. that but Mm. when we were sat there watching the stream i was like oh it's watching Turismo sport Yeah, Uh, yeah meh um which, again, kind of proves the point of it its diminishing returns, isn't it? Yeah, exactly.
2: When, yeah. Um, now, now if they could have actually have make those cars... Pictures, I'll slow it down. That's it. If you can make those cars actually, you know, the AI cars around you feel way more alive rather than just being on a, you know, on, on, a, on a line like every Gran Turismo game known to man, then, you know, I would be excited about Gran Turismo. But, you know, you've made the cars look better. You haven't made them react better. And it's that's... kind of
0: what Gran Turismo Sport did, though, isn't it? Because yeah. it was su- had such a Ooh. emphasis on the multiplayer. They kind of solved that problem because yeah. you had you were racing with real racing people, real people, right? Yeah. I mean, mo- half of them just try and take you out at the first corner, but Don't
2: just get the best AI possible, which is other people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: which is hopefully something that's you know, they promised it last generation as well of getting more people involved in. Uh, multiplayer and stuff like what the watchdog's promise of people invading your game without you realizing and stuff like that. And it never quite came to fruition the way that they intended. And that's something that I hope they've not given up on. Hmm. Um, And apparently uh, one game that was shown off in the next generation reveal does feature that kind of mechanics, uh, which was Deathloop.
2: Yes, I thought you uh, would be excited about this. Yeah, nice segue, eh?
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, Deathloop, which is from Arcane, who were behind Dishonored um, and probably
2: other things. Dishonored and, other oh, things? God. Shit. Prey. Prey, oh, pre- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the um, other game that I can't remember.
0: Uh, they, they had, like, four, three or four cancelled yeah. uh, projects anyway. Uh, there's a great no-clip documentary about them. Uh, so go and watch that but essentially yeah no uh death loop is their latest uh game uh and it's it kind of blends everything that they've done before so it's got a bit of dishonored blinking uh and it's kind of cell shaded 50s uh 50s
2: 60s grindhouse exactly yeah vibes 70s grindhouse yeah so
0: you play as an assassin, um, and but apparently, and in, in, in Deathloop, you can get invaded by other assassins, okay, uh, who are trying to kill you. Mm. Um, so that kind of goes back to the Watchdogs promise of yeah. the previous generation, Ooh, yeah. but but yeah, that that game was just.
2: Oh, it looks man. to me, it, it, I don't know. I, I got the feel that this was going to be run based as well, like almost like going through it, trying to Groundhog Day mm. it and do the yeah, very run. Groundhog Day, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see how that works into it and if they play about with that kind of loop mechanic of you've played through this X amount of times and now that spurs you off in a different direction, whereas if you do it cleaner, earlier, you know, maybe it spins, spins Like, you know, like with Dishonored where they played with the rats and yeah. that kind of stuff, I'd be interested to see how that loop mechanic spurs off into different like narratives and stuff. So, yeah very interested really interested to see what that's like but you know as, as like, like, you, you watch me play Dishonored and um yeah I've got to get good at those games first to even, <laughs> even really enjoy this so yeah because I was rubbish just setting off alarms left right and center in Dishonored like an idiot
0: <laughs> yeah
2: I mean it's it's part of the fun of those games
0: though isn't yeah, it man. it's uh getting in a situation and getting yourself out of it again. yeah
2: talking about so- that um Were any of you excited for Hitman 3? No. No, I'm (laughs) not too fussed. Really? Really? If
0: I'm honest, I mean, I don't know if it's half because of... They kind of... When they announced Hitman 2 and that they'd kind of broken away from Square Enix, yeah, they sold it as Hitman 2 is now the the Hitman platform. Yeah. And any game we're going to have in the future is going to... You're just going to buy expansions for this platform and it's all going to be the same and stuff. And then... So I was a bit confused and concerned, I suppose, when I saw Hitman 3 being announced because I was like, well, wasn't Hitman 2 meant to be the last Hitman game and you're just going to sell DLC for that? Mm. Um, but I think it's probably... Uh, it seems to be, once again, on the same engine just with a few tweaks like do you Hitman think 2 do was. the same
2: thing as bring 1 and 2 over into 3? I think they've already with confirmed three, it, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think it's, mm. it's more of a thing for... Uh,
0: potentially how badly hitman 2 sold because within two weeks i want to say it was 20 quid hitman My. 2 uh it, it released in really the wrong period it was in a november and it had dishonored 2 and a few other games up against it mm. uh and obviously it was their first game that they published on their own uh so i think potentially i mean I, I, this is all just speculation obviously I think it probably didn't perform as well as they wanted or needed it to, right. so they've had to rethink their grand. Mm. This is the Hitman platform strategy.
2: Right. Um, you don't think this is just a destiny like like a Destiny three situation where they they perfect it with this, they change their change their scope and architecture, and you know get out of a few uh, I think holes they dug themselves.
0: I can't see that happening because they've not dug themselves any holes. If right. that they've. Nothing that they've released or said or seemingly acted on in the past few years shows that they have any holes or technical debt or anything yeah, yeah. that they need to address. Really, I mean, the games have been very well received. Even if the yeah, Hitman Two especially sold poorly because it, yeah. I think it was released in the in the wrong time frame. Hitman One was had the whole episodic thing that people didn't like. Um, sold, I think this sold well. It sold well. Yeah. But I think it it, people in at the beginning it didn't sell well because of the episodic nature of it, and some people apparently didn't like that.
2: Well, Um, um, at the end of the day, like it might all sound a little bit doom and gloom, but like we know, at least we're going to get some of the greatest texture work in all of games. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. God (laughs) damn it, and hopefully
0: more killer briefcases.
2: Yeah, because some of those levels look absolutely stunning. Like the amount of detail that they go into is just incredible.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, they're brilliant games, and the amount of work and detail they put into the levels mm. is is absolutely stunning, and the things you can do in those levels as well. Like yeah. Every level is a sandbox, and you can pretty much, if you can imagine it, you can do it, really. Um, I've never, I don't think I've ever, at least since Hitman was rebooted, mm. uh, gone into one of the levels and thought, oh, I'll do this, and not been able to do it. Mm.
2: I'm gonna to have to go back and uh, on the on the streams one day when I'm you know I need to smash out an eight hour game or something. I'll probably do a Hitman Absolution at some point just to sh- see how bad a Hitman game can get. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, they got pretty bad at some point. Yeah, mate.
2: <laughs> so what about you, Andy? Anything anything that sort of stood out for you? Mm, uh,
1: Destruction All-Stars, Quite like yeah. look of that. That seemed um, through physics and foot. Yes. You know, interesting
2: like, to see whether that's either going to be an on-rush or a fortnight, you know, like where it's, it's and, uh, sort of straddling the two. But yeah, it does look an immense amount of fun to just smash cars into each other and
1: and then run around and yeah, yeah. it's it's like anything though, with these reveals. It's like um the launch lineup's going kind to of be pretty poor, mm. poor, apart from Spider-Man. Spider-Man's pretty good if it continues. Mm. Yeah. Have um, they and, what, I was have say, they that... actually
0: figured out how they're gonna release it yet? Is it is it gonna be Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, the Miles Morales bit, um are they is that a standalone right? That, that's I, what uh, I heard. From what Stand- I understand,
0: on. it's a standalone like Uncharted Lost Legacy. Yeah. Right, okay. So it's like Spider Man Miles Morales. But you could it also buy
2: a... it as a DLC that then links to your like actual game.
0: I think it's no. I think it's just a complete I a, separate oh, okay. entity. It's nice, separate. I think no, it's
1: it's good. Reusing assets, but PS5 yeah. enhanced, from the nice. original game. Yeah. Um, cause no, it's I'm got, looking forward to that. Two years,
2: so. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that actually, because that'll be a. It's a technical showcase, and b, like that's just a great game to do a little side story on. So, mm. any, yeah. Any, any, anything that those guys can give me on that yeah. Spider-Man universe, I'll, I'll lap up. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm Sorry about
1: intrigued that. by Demon Souls the remaster. Yeah,
2: that's interesting. I didn't have you down as a kind of like Dark Souls, Demon Souls guy.
1: I'm not, but I'm just wondering because it's been done by the same people who done um, who did Shadow of the Colossus, isn't it? Yeah, okay. it's Bluepoint. I am just wondering if they're going to annoy all the Demon Souls fans and maybe put an easy <laughs> mode into it. <laughs> I did play, but I put about seven hours into Demon's Souls on the PS3, and then I just fell off it. Right. And you're just like, I can't be bothered going back into it. And yeah, it's that. It, you know, I play it. Cause I enjoy it. when I look at it, the world, the, you know, yeah. the lore behind it. All oh, looks really fascinating. I just can't. I just don't have the time to put into it. Yeah, and. Replay over, over and over again, and get killed, and so on and so on. At this yeah. moment in time, and it's just not something I'm wanting to do. So I'm just wondering if I might just do annoy all the fanboys, uh, like, maybe like an easy
2: mode, get the story mode right, the God mode.
1: Yeah, yeah. because I mean, games have started doing that, you know, where I can't remember what it is, but some games have just done like you just want to play the story, you can play the story. Yeah. Without.
0: Oh, there's loads of them these days. Yeah. I mean, it's the first thing I do when when I boot a game up is go on to the, I just want to have a story kind of thing yeah. because, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm not here for all the get good stuff. I'm just here for the story and the experience. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I picked so.
2: Bloodborne and uh, that's as far as I've got. Like, I've not touched Sekiro because <laughs> I, I don't hate myself.
0: I'm, I'm the yeah. same, to be honest. I But I really enjoyed what I played of Bloodborne. Um, mm. it was just the something about that world and the uh, yes yeah, see right, I don't do
2: gothic I don't do gothic horror very well, I'm not a horror guy, I don't enjoy that, but there's was definitely something about that that it was it yeah I think it's the victoriana of it that yeah i I, I yeah. got drawn in by, and um, definitely, yeah, I really enjoyed that
0: it's sort of like victoriana crossed with Japanese horror, and mm, it's just. Yeah. It was brilliant and it really, it hooked me for quite a while. I think the only reason I stopped playing it is I, I moved house and then I kind of fell away from it. And when you're halfway through the game and you've not played it for uh, a year, you kind of forget the controls <laughs> and how everything works. So you have to start yeah, again. again. Yeah. And then yeah. I just couldn't be bothered. No, yeah, that's that's, just, a, man. that's same. a great game. If they yeah, ever release a PC,
2: that goes to some real places Like towards the end of the game. Like when, once you understand like what it's all about and mm. why why you're doing what you're doing, it's yeah that goes into some really odd, strange play like things that you wouldn't you don't
1: see in games.
2: Mm. It's, it's see, very odd. I'd
1: love to experience that as a gamer, but I just know I've got time. I mean, like if you
2: haven't got time, Andy, right? I really recommend um, looking up on YouTube a guy called Epic Name Bro, and oh. he does he essentially I think. He, I think he was doing, like, Dark Souls, uh, like, lore runs hmm. in the original Dark Souls, and then he got then employed by From to do the guide for Dark Souls 2. Right. And then, like, he basically, like... That's, that's what he does. He just basically does lore runs on YouTube. And, um, oh. yeah, he... But he will literally break down, like, bits behind trees and, oh, my God, there's a hat on this post, like... <laughs> that must have been left there by such and such and like it breaks everything down and it's incredible so yeah mm. I'd thoroughly recommend just going and watching those if you just don't fancy playing right. it but yeah they're well worth it
1: yeah I mean I do fancy playing it but I just don't fancy playing it to the standard to that yeah of to that level good, the get yeah, good can, standard yeah I
2: can completely
0: agree with that uh, I know exactly what you mean <laughs> um, on talking about um really difficult get good type uh, games. What did we all think of Sackboy A Big Adventure?
2: Yeah, part of me was like, oh yeah, they've um, they're, they're trying to resurrect something.
0: And yeah, it was it felt very much like they're trying flat. to make Sackboy the next Mario.
2: felt yeah. like Sackboy is not Mario. You no, know it felt like, it felt like, you know when they announced PlayStation All-Stars and they were like, oh look at yeah. all our mascots, we're gonna woohoo, we're gonna try and make something out of this. Mm. And it fell. Like absolutely like a wet fart in a lift, and um that that's what that did for me. I just don't think like Sackboy is not a interesting fun character. It, it for me it has no. just connotations of just mediocrity and um uh, just you know just just not not fun not not. I, there's nothing about that get those games or that character that I ever enjoyed, and I just don't. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, it does nothing for me. It leaves me completely mm.
1: cold and I just think, just I let it die. I don't know though because if you think about it, if you are releasing, I mean, I don't know if Ratchet and Clark is going to be a release game, but you need something for the kids, don't you? Yeah. You know, you want you, the under 10s and something, oh, here we go, sat by. and people do love sat by, you know, it is considered one of the PlayStation mascots and um, depends if, you know, I think Matt pointed out the floaty controls, if we can solve that, with, solve the less floaty mm. controls you might have a really good game, and if you make it a, maybe creative a bit more as well, but like I'm um, tearaway. Oh, I tearaway think they're going to
2: yeah, I think they're going to go the other way and just completely stay away from level building and all that kind of stuff, mm. and just make I it a straight out platformer.
0: That's probably what I thought as well. Uh, I, Little Big Planet was special, and it was different, mm. whereas this felt like they were trying to be generic. Yeah, almost they were. They were just trying to be another platformer with. Sack, but it, this is it your kind classic, of smacks of like, wasted potential, right? almost.
2: Classic launch Ooh. game. We need something for the kids. What can we get? Right, uh, you got two years. Smash sack um, Sackboy game. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, I mean, these days, give it to a studio the kids that just isn't Fortnite. Well, yeah, but it's that thing, though, isn't it? It's <laughs> that that you can you can almost hear the marketing executives and and the kind of like you know studio heads going. Right, we need to smash out a kids game. Right, who do we give it to? Like, don't give it to Media Molecule because they've got dreams. So let's just take the take the IP and the character. Give it to some other studio who's going to knock it out cheap in two years. Like, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get a load if... of we'll get a load of parents buy it.
1: We'll make our money back plus a little bit extra. Jobs are good and well, right. You would let's do on launch game. You would do because if, you played it, if I played it, if I played it, if i had a PS5. I was going to buy a PS5. And right. I wanted to play it with my daughter there. Yeah, that's it. Right. You buy sat up, by But you can this, you,
2: know, you know. can sniff a cynical game like
1: that. Yeah, like I know. Off, right, I know. But if there's nothing else to, come but out, like you say, Lego if your kids, then. if
2: you're going to buy it for like, I mean, I wouldn't buy it for fifty quid. But like, if you were buying that for like twenty five quid and your kid, yeah. thirty and your kids enjoying it, right? Then yeah, what's it matter?
0: Yeah, I just double checked. It's by Sumo Digital, uh, yeah, who made f- Little Big Planet three yeah. uh, among. Yeah. A lot of other things so they've kind of got history with the little big planet yeah. franchise but at the same time little planet 3 was the worst little big planet um <laughs> so there you go
2: sorry sumo exciting times they're from sheffield
0: yeah. i'm allowed to diss them right
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fair um yeah so yeah overall it was um it was a strange conference i did i didn't blow my socks off i've got to say did anyone? I one more thing I want to mention.
0: Bug snacks,
2: <laughs> right? Okay. I, I, oh, you mean um, Viva Pinata? Yes, but not Viva oh. Pinata.
0: Exactly. Yeah, by the people who made Octodad. Yeah. Uh. Cool. Yeah. I've no idea what the game is at the moment. Apart yeah. from, are it you looks subscribing
2: like... to this theory that this is all a front for a horror something... game? Yeah, for something else. Oh yeah. Did
0: you not see the end of the trailer? Lately? No. Oh, did you know like a crazy bug snacks guy runs into the camera and knocks it over? Like, uh, yeah, it, right, it's, okay. it's a Viva Pinata oh. horror game,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> nice, okay. <laughs> I've, I've heard all these like mad theories that like it's you know, it's gonna be you know, this is a bait and switch type game, and yeah, it'd be interesting to see if that is the case because. At least that's doing something interesting, do you know what I mean? Ooh. Out of all of those games you saw, that's the one that, like, it's generating hype. But again, I think else.
0: that's kind of a... I mean, apart from... You've obviously got the big spectacle games like Horizon Zero Dawn and Spider-Man PS5. Yeah. But the the main interesting things that we've kind of talked about have been mainly by indie studios. Yeah, like The Devil been Inside this,
2: as well, like that, well, that game where you it looks like basically you're playing as inside someone's body or something. Yeah. It might be their like immune system or something. But yeah. yeah. Exactly,
0: yeah. And it it just kind of shows where I think gaming is heading at the moment, where you've got these big spectacle games, but they're they're getting more and more generic and they're Mm. getting more and more about I mean, I know we've just spent the past hour probably talking about how how tiny the difference between the graphics in this generation are gonna be. But I think the more interesting games are coming from smaller indie studios. Yeah.
1: But it's interesting because, what was it, Sean Lydon of ex Sony Boss, He was saying basically, AAA games, you're going to have less and they're going to cost more. So, what you need essentially is these 12 hour, 10 to 12 hour linear games because. Otherwise... But then that
2: goes back to my, my thing about the whole kind of like financial crisis, not having mm. the money, got to play it safe. But that's not a bad thing.
0: I mean, if Horizon Zero Dawn came out and it was a 12-hour linear experience that genuinely blew me away, and it was Yeah, I mean, you look amazing. at Astro
2: Bot or something like that in VR, like yeah, well, no, I don't think anyone's ever said that that's not worth the money.
0: I mean, a lot of criticism of recent games, of some recent games in particular, um, I've not played it myself, but I've seen a lot of people say Last of 2, is just too long. Mm. And it's Ooh. these... Studios are always going for bigger and better and all this, but are games too big now? Do we want shorter experiences that are, are more fine-tuned? This is the
2: thing, right? I think it's it's just a matter of um, I don't think it, it's, it's that thing of like you're, you're always going to have people are grow aging like like myself. I'm aging out of games to a degree because I'm having kids and blah blah blah, and I just want like an eight-hour like crash it through. You know an eight hour game will take me two months to get through because, like, you know, I can't, I can only play it in an hour and a half hour chunks, right? Mm. You're going to get some other kid who's going to want a game that's like a hundred hours long, yeah, because like they've got all the time in the world and whatever, and then there's going to be degrees of gray in between of those, yeah. And um, I, d- I just don't think it's like I don't think it's going to go one way or the other, if I'm honest. I think it should, it, you know. Just make the experience that you want to make, and if it's long, it's yeah, long. If it. it's short, it's short. You know, people will still grab it. That's a star, it.
1: isn't it? Yeah. If you've got a story of Last of Us two took thirty hours, that's what it is. It's thirty yeah. hours. That's it's what...
2: thirty hours. Like you can't. Yes, it may feel too long. Yes, it might be from a, auteur point of view, like from a directorial point of view, like maybe a, you've dropped the ball on that, but that's that's the the you know experience they wanted to make. So you know it is what it is really and if you don't want to play a 30 hour game then that's on you and you don't have to you know you don't have to pick up the last of us 2 i won't be you know i'm I'm, i have absolutely no interest in torture porn depression (laughs) like and basically just a miserable experience like just sitting there like misery porn for like Thirty hours. I've got absolutely no interest in that whatsoever. Yeah. Whereas you know, my cousin, he's absolutely loving it. He's he's loving the tension of it and the anxiety of it, and he's really enjoying it. But Ooh. I know you know, and it's, it's horses for courses, and and you know, there's thousands and millions of people like me, and there's thousands and millions of people like him. Make you know, I, I, I'm not going to get pissed off with The Last of Us because you know I don't have to play it. You don't have to play Ooh. any of these games.
1: Did, you, did I see your name on that petition, Chaz? you had know, to change old story. Like, why?
2: I mean, it's just Mass Effect. It's just Mass Effect over again. All right, fine. Like Mass Effect, you built it up over years and years and years. Over, but at the end of the day, that's the experience they made. And all right, if yeah. I feel that like they've dropped the ball, you know, I feel that like they've dropped the ball. But I'm not going to go online and start. Yeah, you, you've got to change it because I, I think this, and this is my head cannon. You know, like. <laughs> Oh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I got it wrong. Maybe I've I've interpreted it badly. You know, it's, it's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. But there you go. That's that's my point of view on it anyway. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of it for
0: PlayStation Five, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Xbox oh. has been awfully.
1: Oh no, Andy, you got something else? There's a couple of things. There was a video. Uh, I was to a podcast. Game burst and there was there was a video from Digital Foundry. I don't know if you've seen it, but you know we talk about the price. Mm. I think the price is going to be high. Yeah, because I mean we'll, say, we'll try to build a PC for it, and was it some of the tech you can't even get yet? You know, yeah. like the SSD and the ports and stuff. Yeah, no, not, like build. I know
2: for a fact, like, <laughs> right, do, doing what I do for a living and working on what I'm working on at the moment. Um, I know that there is stuff coming down the pipe that is faster than what is, you know, than what is Ooh. available in those machines. Yeah, I mean, the PlayStation and, Five seems to have. But like you've some got kind to pay of, a premium for it, right?
0: It's some kind of proprietary NVM SSD on speed. Yeah, but Ooh.
2: does that really affect the game? It will affect the game in so. From what I've my research and stuff what it affects is um open world games massively because it, because it's streaming levels to pull that data over is very difficult off of a hard drive right because you're you're talking about you've got to have a very quick read write speed and then to drop stuff into ram to run right yeah and just if, to yeah, render like to render, or render stuff so what you have to do is then you have to drop textures and blah 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 and you have to optimize everything and put things in places so that they're easily accessible whereas on an Mm. ssd you're not having to do that you can just just stream it in one stream of consciousness and go back and forth as well so if you go forward and then you turn around and come back the other way like you're going to have stuff in memory but also you could stream it from the drive and kind of Mm. fudge it and it Basically, it's just going to make things so much quicker, snappier. Like you'll be able to have bigger worlds. You know, you'll be able to have your Red Dead's and like run across vast landscapes, and you know, you're not going to have to worry about the overheads and stuff on it and Mm. and the kind of technical technical. But I suppose,
0: I mean, Devil's Advocate, there we kind of we have Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, but imagine Um, you've
2: got imagine you've got Red Dead, but they haven't had to spend you know, uh, six months sorting out all the textures just to get it to stream properly, right? You can just have even better textures that look even nicer, that stream in just as quick. And then mm. you can use some of that extra overhead on, on the processing power to then put into some other area of the game, right? And this is what we're talking about. You know, you look at that epic demo and they're saying about like their pipelines of they're not having to do level of detail. So that like, when you know, when you get popping, um it's they that you have to essentially like just to put this very simply you have like three levels of detail you have like far away like very far away kind of far away close up and you know that's it like right on top of you so the the close-up one the lod has to be you know it has to be a really cool like really detailed model slightly further away they drop the detail they drop the textures and then even further away than that it's really really low polygon and, and really low textures and what they're saying now is is that they just have to create and you have to create all three of those assets right and all three of those assets have to be in memory, like in on the disk and ready to be loaded right now what they're saying with that epic stuff is that they can create one high-res um, asset but then on the fly, because you've got the hard drive uh, they've got the SSD and the speed of it, they can process yeah. that and like essentially res it down as you get further and closer to it further away and closer to it so you're literally cutting down and rather than having to do the job three times you're having to do the job once or at least like once with a bit of tweaking and um it can it that will have massive consequences across games because then you can do more you can have smaller teams doing bigger stuff or you can have bigger teams doing even bigger stuff or bigger teams doing even more condensed stuff that's really incredible And um, like this is what I was saying to you about the back end stuff. It's just going to make it f- way, way more. Like all that stuff. It's it's brilliant for developers, but to get that over to a, um, consumer, you know, a consumer is so difficult. It's, yeah. It, how do, how do you sell that to How do you sell that to a consumer? You can't. Like it's just people just go, oh, okay, and just like, well, it make my game
1: good. Yeah, it make your game even better.
2: Okay, thank you. And, like, they'll move hmm.
1: on. I suppose the it things it will do, because I remember playing Metro Exodus, I and mean, the load times, and that was horrendous. Yeah,
2: and just it even was, things like that, just sit, like that. not sitting there waiting, not waiting for a minute and a half for a level to load. Like, you can have it load in 30 seconds or less, then brilliant, Ooh. you know. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, interesting. All interesting stuff, like, you know, I've just been doing lots of research on and geeking out over so... Uh, that's that's my life at the moment unfortunately <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool so um what do we think xbox is up to they've been awfully quiet uh really i know they've just announced that they're going to have a week of Summer kind of festival gaming in three weeks' time, I think. Yeah. Uh, But apart from that, they've been dead silent. Uh, They are in a
2: very lucky position; they don't have to. They don't have to come out all singing, all dancing. You know, they feel confident enough in their products that they can just sit and sit and wait, and you know, and and because we already
0: know from leaks that the Xbox Series X, which is still a stupid name, uh, is going to be more powerful than the playstation 5 on a cpu graphics level yeah uh but obviously playstation think that they're um but then you you hear all the stuff coming out from
2: devs you hear all the stuff coming out from devs and they're saying like wow the stuff that the again the integration with the drive actually may be better for devs than i suppose that's the thing though isn't it is it
0: better is the hard drives better for the devs or consumer
2: this is it right and it's a it's What it sounds like is that both of these machines are a massive juggling act, right? Imagine you've got all the same parts and you move them around in in a different order. Think of it like a car, right? You've got a car and you go, right? Do I have a better gearbox, you know, or or do I have a you know a bigger engine, you know, which is going to give me the better performance for this type of vehicle? And it's it's that same thing with um, with like these new consoles, it's like one's decided to go with the better gearbox and suspension for holding like more speed around the corners. But then like the other other way has just gone, no, I just want a big fuck off engine. I just want a big fuck off engine and like no aerodynamics and just tyres that will stick to the road. And it's the same with these consoles, right? They've just moved the parts around and um, let's just see, you know, where it falls and which one punts out the best output at the end of the day. But the output I think Mm. is going to be, very similar, to, yeah, I mean, you know, to to the average
1: consumer. I mean, if it's better for the devs, it's going to end be better for the consumer, isn't it? Yeah,
2: right. And like, so. I, I, I like, personally, I like. I I always buy the Xbox first because I trust in their um their, their Xbox Live system. Right, I like I have I have a lot of faith in that system. Plus Game Pass as well. Like, I'm I'm bought into that. That cool. has been probably my last six months to a year of gaming has solely been through games Game Pass pretty much, and um I like that and that's bringing me along, right? So I I'm be interested to see what they do because they don't have a lot of exclusives. They don't have a lot of like big wow well, you know showy stuff. I'll guarantee you'll see the new Halo. I guarantee you'll see that. You know whatever Infinite it is was. Um, you know, you'll see a you'll see a
1: Forza or something. Yeah. Um, well, but I said that there's no uh, exclusive for the first year or something. There's. Yeah, but then yeah. they've bought
2: these studios, right? You know, yeah, they've, bought, they they've bought Ninja Theory. They've bought. Uh, Who else have they bought? I'm trying to remember now. Did they buy Obsidian? Um, yeah, I think they no, bought Obsidian. Yeah. Like you're gonna, I think you're gonna see. You might not say, oh, and it's out next year, but you may say, like, we've got this in coming down the pipeline, like, mm. keep your eyes on it in the next two, three years. You know, I think there's a lot of... Um, there's going to be a lot of sort of uh, grandstanding and look what we've got coming down the pipe. I mean,
0: if you look at the PlayStation 4, it took that a long time to have good, like, mega exclusives. Hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it launched with Killzone Shadow Fallen Knack, and then by the end of the generation, we've got God of War, we've got Spider Man. Yeah, uh, it's absolutely you, crushed it. Exactly. Yeah. Um. It's they built that up over years, and yeah. it's kind of what Xbox is playing the long game. Uh, particularly with Game Pass as well. Mm. But it it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. And I mean, I'm not as as fussed as I was anyway. I mean, as I was kind of saying to you before we started recording, uh. What I thought of the PlayStation Five reveal overall is I went and bought a new PC. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
2: but again, that's that's the bit, to me personally. That's that's the way I've I've been thinking about doing the same thing because you can do Game Pass Ultimate. Because, yeah, you definitely. know you can you, whatever you get on to to a lesser extent like whatever you get on the console you're going to get on the exclusives wise. Mm-hmm. You're gonna yeah, get on the PC as well, right? Yeah, so, exactly.
0: And I get to upgrade all my old games for free. Like yeah. uh, I've been playing Fallout 4 with a load of mods on and it looks yes. as amazing as a Fallout 4 on PS5 yeah. might look.
2: And I just think that like, for me, like that, that seems to be the, you know, if I'm going to go and spend, what, what are we thinking? Five, 600 quid on a new console? Mm. Oh, yeah. Right. For another, no, three, 400 quid if you can find it, you're getting a reasonably decent PC that could run all this stuff anyway. Right. And then if you spend even more, if you're going into your kind of 1500 to 2 grand, you know, you're going to get something that's even better than these. Yeah. And you're getting like all the Steam exclusives as well. And yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you do that? All you're really missing out on is the kind of like the Sony exclusives and yeah. you know, you you can probably pick them up later down the line with a a cheap console, do you guarantee the PS5 is going to, you know, they're going to do a slim revision or whatever. I Um, mean, the other thing is you don't,
0: you don't really know what's going to come over to PC as well. I mean, if you look at Sony's lineup, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming on PC. Absolutely. um, And there's another one as well. I can't remember what
2: it's on PC now. You could see Demon's Souls quite happily coming over to the PC, like two years after. Bloodborne PC has been talked about
0: for years. Uh, Not just like, you know, Sony fanboy rumours, but yeah. there's been leaks on the Steam store and stuff about it in the past, so
2: it's clearly in yeah. the works. I mean, this is the thing, right, is I'm, I'm sort of, like, getting a, getting my head together into building a new PC, so, um, like, I, I'm sort of, at the moment, I'm sort of in that place of, do I I've got a an amount of cash and do I drop it on a Series X or do I just put a bit extra towards it and get myself a PC and I haven't made that decision yet. Yeah, I mean
1: it depends. It? 'cause they're meant to be like, well, we reckon now today, three different consoles. What Xbox are coming out with? Really? They're going to do yeah. like a really like like almost
2: like a uh, an you know an Xbox X one X plus, yeah, well, and then they're going to do a what? Well, and they're going to do S. like a a driver drive. Like uh, a drive. Uh,
1: no. Well, we well we reckon like, today. Well, isn't it's going to be the X is the top of the range. Tw- yeah. Full powerhouse. Then they reckon Project Lockhart is the one that's not as powerful. And I've read somewhere that it's only going to be output at maximum 1080. Yeah. 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 So that's going to be out. But now they reckon there's a the middle one. Maybe it might be diskless. Why, so okay. might be... That makes sense. So who knows? I've but... never, I've... personally, I don't trust
2: diskless systems. I know it sounds uh, it's horribly paranoid of me, but. There's something about having the physical disc, not just from a tactile point of view, but from an actual, like, all the games that I've bought that are cheap, that I've got, like, have all been disc copies of games that I've got online and stuff. And Mm. I just would hate to ever not be able to have that option of being able to get a cheap game and being beholden to you know, the Microsoft store where everything's got an overinflated price or waiting six months for, a, yeah. you know, a, like a summer deal or whatever.
1: Well, that's a danger, isn't it? If they're already putting prices upon the physical, you know, and we're yeah, and we are already publishers already talking about it, what's it going to be like on digital?
2: That's it, right? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, digital systems freak me out. I don't, don't like them. Don't like but, I've never but I can but then I can see like if you if you're trying to go if you're trying to go this list and you're you only ever buying everything online then mm. you know I can completely see why one would be like, like one that's hundred quid cheaper would be like a really tempting offer. Mm.
1: So. I think both publishers have done really well with his sales. Mm. You know, every week was a new sale and some of the prices you get, some of the games now, you know, like I remember seeing Dragon Age Inquisition at Christmas. Well I'm not being funny I, looks. I bought control for sixteen quid the other day. You know, yeah, like that. Is that was drag- like ridiculous. That's
2: a ridiculous deal for a game. I know.
1: Dragon Edge, four quid. Yeah. Deluxe. You know yeah, it's that thing. In it, you just got to. Uh, you got to wait it out.
2: Ooh. You got. You got to wait it out. So um, mm. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one. Interesting to see if the disc, How well the discless ones sell? I think. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. So is that everything? About the new, the new shiny. Mm. Well, we're not a... buying one, are we? We're <laughs> buying one. I'm not buying a PS Five. And like I said, I'm definitely gonna. I think I'm gonna either get a, a brand new PC or a uh, mm. Series X. I think that's that's the way forward for me.
0: Yeah, um, I, I already bought my PC. So yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. me spent up for a while. That's it.
1: Yeah, a, that's it. First time, I think. I won't be buying one in the first year. I normally buy a PlayStation in the yeah. first year. Yeah. I've just got too many games to play with PS4. Really, that's it. To that's be honest, it. You, the,
2: yeah. There's, there's there's something to be said for just like yeah, there's no real desperate need to do it. No, and no. that's the thing. But I then, think that's
0: the thing. It's you, you kind of you're better off waiting for first of all the software to come out, yeah. uh, and second of all the price is going to come down. So. Yeah. If you wait two or three, four years, um, you're going to get the same console at more than half price, probably, mm. with a load of games that have come out now yeah. and have been optimised and patched.
2: That's the that's the luxury of being a lapsed gamer, right? You exactly, you yeah. You know, yeah, you're, that's not, you're not, you're not. That I feel anyway. That I'm not beholden to the hype of like I've got to have the machine. I've got to have it in underneath my thing day one. You know, I feel like I can I can wait six months to a year. And still be quite uh, happy with what I've got.
1: I, I waited that long. I've started um, Pools of Radiance from 1991, so i <laughs> about 30 years.
2: <laughs> Just broke out the 386. and it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Right, shall we get on to what you've been playing? Yeah, I can do. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, Chasley, do you want to start? What yeah, have you been I
2: mean, playing? me, well, I mean, it's all been on, on, on the streams, obviously, like, Quickly pimp those. We've been every day of the week, you know. Rather, oh, actually no, and and the weekends to a, to a degree. Um, we've yeah. been, uh, yeah. Each one of us is is streaming on a, on a certain day, and um, my day is a is a Saturday, so I've been streaming a lot of Mass Effect, and uh, that's an interesting one to go back to because in my head that is like an amazing, beautiful game, stunning, you know, beautiful technical showpiece amazing story and now it's just this really janky poorly textured <laughs> like absolute like horror show um it's very difficult to go back i i'm i'm terrible for going back to games but i've got to say story really holds up absolutely loving the story loving the combat um i'm finding the the shooting yeah like the the whole dice roll shooting is is very um difficult to go back to but like if I'd have started with Mass Effect Two, I think I'd have been like, "Oh my god, this is still incredible." Cause yeah. the, the um, let's let's see, because I will be playing it at some point, right? But
1: um, yeah, Get back on the going, it's terrible. Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh my era. god, I don't know what I was
2: talking <laughs> about. It's awful. But um, yeah, the, the story, the characterizations, the the way the world feels lived in, um, just there's like all the, all the codex stuff that we've been reading it's it's still a phenomenal game like you know you could see why why it took off and um yeah i'm having an absolute blast playing that so i've got a i've had a bit of trouble on the stream with uh, with a really bugged boss fight um which was a bit of a nightmare but after getting past all that i've been having a lot of fun um i'm about what sort of three four five hours into it and uh, yeah, absolutely can't wait to get back this Saturday and um, and play some more. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting going back to a game, and seeing having the rose tinted spectacles taken off. It's uh, yeah,
1: yeah, very interesting experience. Uh, I just think if if you go back to those type of games, especially role playing games, it's more hmm. about the story. This is it, right? Just, to be fair, graphics. a lot of that melted away quite
2: quickly once I got into the. Once i started smashing into the missions and yeah we got the Mm. normandy and we were we were off trying to find all the different uh trying to find liara and you know all that kind of stuff and getting her off from the dig site and all yeah it's just like you get into it and having said that though right well obviously this week in the news there's been lots of sort of stuff about like you know some dodgy stuff in um uh like the development houses and people like grooming people mm. blah 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 and there's there's a lot of, i mean basically that game is just like shepherd going around grooming his crew to uh <laughs> you know to like sleep with him and it's a bit like a bit on the nose now really and you just think oh, would that fly nowadays probably not but uh yeah, yeah there's lots of um yeah lots of very different attitudes to uh to doing things and i don't think games would be made this way anymore let's put it that way so yeah that was that was quite interesting it's quite fun to get your head around um yeah and then again on the, on, the, on my, one of my streams um i was just playing i picked up like i said picked up control for like 16 quid and um i i'm really enjoying that game because i i was not i'm not a fan of remedy stuff i've been on record of saying alan wake is appalling um <laughs> shame yeah no, and yeah, i we, yeah yeah we'll, one day we'll yeah i was gonna say one day we'll do a uh We'll do a you know a replay and we'll have a little sort of round table about that game but yeah it was just i didn't enjoy that I didn't, i've never enjoyed max Payne, um and yeah sort of any like quantum break i'd picked up just because it was a curiosity because of the whole tv stuff but i never actually played it so i didn't really have high hopes for control and everyone was like going on about control telling me it's the best game in the world and it's just incredible and blah 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 and uh I just thought oh, I'll wait till I get it in a sale. Sixteen quid—that was the the price for me to get in—and um, yeah, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Very Twin Peaksy. You can see it's pulling its—you um, know—it's pulling its influences and showing them very, very clearly and largely. It's very X Files, very Twin Peaksy. Yeah. Um, and ha- yeah, that just does not shy away from that at all, but. It's just doing some really interesting stuff, and it's just a really cool. It's it's always trying to keep you off balance. It's always trying to keep you guessing. Um, all right, yeah. There's some some hokey stuff in there. Some very sort of like trite rote stuff that you you've done a million times before. But it's weird and awkward, and it's the way it's playing with the narrative, and not just doing it in a linear fashion, but kind of you start off not it literally starts off you and you don't know why you're there and it's then backfilling in the story, which is quite interesting rather than and you're getting grabbing pieces from here and there and it's not you know, you you, you as a player actually have to do some work to kind of piece it all together, which I'm quite enjoying. So you know yeah, it's not just I mean,
0: uh, for me, control feels like the culmination of years of work for remedy. Mm. They've from what they started kind of with I suppose Max Payne, but more Alan Wake, with uh the the story end, and then they had a kind of quantum break that quantum break that kind of brought the TV element in, and then it's kind of fusing the two. It feels like Control is the game they've been working up to for yeah. for the past ten years, yeah, uh, more than ten years now. Um, and it it just it's amazing it to see them completely nail it. I think, yeah, um, which yeah. I I mean I. It's kind of a running joke that I love Alan Wake and not a lot of other people do. <laughs> uh, I'll accept the game has flaws. Uh, it's it's not a flawless game, but for me, the story is what makes Alan Wake Alan Wake. Yeah. Um, I can accept in the Alan gameplay Wake, is very linear and a bit yeah. boring and a bit samey. It's and not stuff. even that.
2: Do you know what? In Alan Wake, there was, I just didn't... By the end of it, I didn't understand what had happened mm. in any of the game and I couldn't get my head around it and I just thought it was BS. And um, in this even though I don't understand what's going on and I don't understand the motivations and why they're there, what is happening minute to minute, I can at least understand and kind of get my head around. And I feel like I have a purpose, mm. even if that purpose is not going where I think it's going. So it's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like you say, I think it's just that they've taken, learned all those lessons and kind of like not been too, um obscure about it and tried to be a bit too um you know uh prissy about the whole thing i think they they've yeah, just definitely. been a bit more direct this time yeah which is great cool. game yeah i'm really enjoying it Thor- thoroughly enjoying it and i'll be going back to it um next week as well so hopefully um yeah come and join, join me for that and then i had to pick up uh as you have noticed mr hamer is not here um he's he's moving home at the moment so um he couldn't do his wednesday stream so I, I thought right let's just do something a little small experience that you know people might not have seen or played or thought about or heard of uh, and i picked up hades which is super giants new game so this is the people that made transistor and bastion and uh the other one the oh, pyre Uh, the basketball game, the the basketball game of a story set in a fantasy world, which actually is incredible. And it's another game that if I ever get a chance to just do a one-off on the streams again, I definitely will be doing. But Hades is essentially um, the Greek myth of sort of of Greek gods and stuff that are trying to help you, I can't remember the character's name, your main character's name, but he's the son of um, Hades. The, uh, the Lord of the Underworld and he's trying to fight his way out of the underworld up to be with the gods of Olympus. And they and it's a roguelike essentially. So this is part Dark Souls, part Bastion. And uh I love it. It's very Dead Cells. Um the the art style the, this comic book art style that they've they've put into it is just absolutely beautiful. Mm. Feels incredible. The controls are just so tight and precise um you're having to make like decisions on the fly if you've ever played bastion you'll know like the combat can suddenly go from being very easy to just ramping up and overwhelming you and you've got to be very clever with your dashes and stuff to to get out of stuff and um it's exactly the same here in hades um but what sets this apart is that it's got this wonderful story and a lovely irreverent um comedic kind of delivery and arts uh, like like sort of tone to it and um I'm absolutely loving like the kind of absolute disdain the, the the son has for his father hades and the the kind of like the sneering gratitude of getting these boon boons and rewards from the gods of Olympus to help him out and stuff. And, um, yeah, he's very snarky. Not snarky in a horrible way, but snarky in a kind of... Oh, hello, yeah. So, well, thank you for that. That's, that's rather marvellous. For Thank you for giving me these um these these things. I, I, I shall take them under advisement, anyway. And, um, yeah, it's just... it Like, all around, it. it's just been a wonderful experience, uh, like a roguelike experience that I think more people should pick up. And, um, yeah, I've just... You know, it's a good game when I, I played it on a stream and couldn't get past the first boss um, in the dungeon and I was banging my head against it on the stream and then literally thought, right, woke up in the morning, I like, no, 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 I've got, I, I want to go back to this, I want to beat her, I want to beat her. And got straight back to the first boss, beat her straight away, first time off stream. I was like, good, absolutely good. And it's like, it's always the way. But like, it's got that thing in me that it keeps drawing me back. You know, the the... Oh, I'll get I'll get the next big like um power up or something in this run. I, I can feel it. I can feel it coming. I'm because yeah. you can go to a mirror and it gives you like your permanent upgrades, and I'm slowly tick grinding those and ticking those up. And that I'm now feeling the progression more and more and more. And I'm feeling where I can push the envelope a bit more. And yeah, loving it. Absolutely loving it. I think more people should check it out. So if you do want to have a look at that, check out uh, the laps Gamer Twitch stream because there's a VOD on that. But yeah, that's the three games I've been playing recently.
1: Nice.
0: Andy, what have you been playing?
1: A few games I'll just go through. Um, So I completed Metro Exodus on the PS4. Um, The third one, more open world than the first two um, based on Metro 2035, I think. Yeah, 2033, yeah. Was it 2033 or Was I think it was sequels to it anyway it's like yeah. um mm. well first of all loading times were atrocious every time <laughs> that that, that is in. the bane of that 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 franchise to be honest with you they, they're always poorly optimized yeah waste. oh it's just terrible and i don't know we've tried to make it our open world and doing a lot of missions and i just really Unlike Last Light, which I I don't play the first one. Last Light I played on the PS3, which I really enjoyed, and that was more linear. Mm-hmm. This one was just a bit too aimless. Yeah, a bit, and yeah, I just just went for straight for the main mission and stuff, and it didn't really sometimes make it clear because as you get towards the end, I mean, I got the bad ending. Right, you had to do things certain certain ways otherwise and keep men alive otherwise you die essentially um right. but i didn't do it <laughs> so it i had a lot of issues with it it's i mean shooting was fine you had more weapons certain parts levels and all that was one levels where you're going underground you're fighting these spiders which is quite scary and when they've done little things little see what
2: these games this whole franchise has always made its name on is like the kind of the interactions with the characters yeah. and the people and the scene setting is that like is that not there with this because it's open world and it's a bit um
1: bit more it's not as tight throw away it's not yeah. as tight right yeah it's not as tight um i mean we tried you're going through different exploring the world because you're on a train you're trying to go to a different part of russia so you're leaving essentially moscow and you are going through different environments, which is interesting enough. But it just feels like you're going from A to B to C to D, whereas you don't really have to. Like so it's bit, like so it's a bit aimless in it in its plotting and its yeah. story. It's you're not funneling
2: you to an area, at, you know, like certain points. Yeah, you, know, you
1: can do it. You
2: can do it. So, it's almost like Mega Man, where you can do any boss in any order.
1: Not really, no, because you're you having to follow the storyline of it, right, so okay. you go from... So like, it's more a uh, fallout, right? The, forest area yeah. to a desert area. You're having to follow the story of that, but it's very... Why you're having to go to these areas is very aimless, very... Woolly. Woolly. Um, and then you're having to go get this... At the end of it, your wife is ill, you have having to get this super drug. and uh, So it's just like... So by the end of it, I was just like... I just, I think going open world for the franchise made it was a poor decision and mm. you just kept it tight, kept it linear. And it's always the case with these type of games where the last like you got a certain ending um, and got, my ending didn't continue in this because I think I died right. at the end of the second one as well. And you play the same character again. So the, your character survives and that type of thing. So, too long. Little touches, like little spike, when you come across webs and spiders crawling across the screen, does freak you out a bit. But, little thing, overall, I don't think it's as strong as the second one. Yeah. It's very difficult to recommend. Um, continue playing through Lego Avengers. Um, played loads of a DLC. It's like, a yeah, season pass with it, so it's like little 15, 20 minute, Levels of Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, and all that, they've all been quite fun. Um playing playing also Zombie Trilogy. Um I, was, okay. I think it came out on the PS3 and is out of the PS4, picked it for about four pounds. Mm. Um now this is an offshoot of the Sniper Elite games, Spider Rebellion. Yeah. Now what I understand reading about it, there's fifteen missions in Zombie Trilogy. 10 of them, the first two were like DLC for a sniper elite, and, <laughs> and they we, just repurposed it, <laughs> repurposed it, yeah. Um, and we've yeah. done a third one which has packaged it all together. And I think we've released the fourth one on the PS4. But I'm just playing through with my brother, and it's essentially a bit like Left 4 Dead, but fighting slow moving zombies, which announces, and you go from point A to point B. And you know, we've got a variety of weapons, not much difference between them. So you got your um, a machine gun, you can have a shotgun for close combat, and then you got your sniper um rifles and then you got your um handguns. But it's a lot of fun. You know, when you just want just to shoot zombies and yeah. without thinking about it too much. Really and I'm assuming this through. has still
2: got the Sniper Elite thing of, like, you know, you hit a perfect shot and it slows down and does the X-ray thing on a, on a zombie and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: it does that. It slows down, you know, like bullet time and see, you can see yeah. where it goes and stuff. It's just a lot of fun. You know, it plays, I think it plays up to four people. So, i you know, just finding a few but a level temporary takes about 40 minutes or so, depending on how hard it is. Some of it can become quite difficult. Yeah. But, you know. It's a shame because I'm a, a like, massive
2: wuss and I just don't think I could stomach that game for too long. Mm. Uh, but, like, from an art style, but, like, if you say it's my, Sniper Elite, I might try and pick up a Sniper Elite game and, and play through that instead.
1: Yeah, it is fun. I mean, like I said, it was only four quid in the, yeah. the PlayStation sale from the early VA. EA. It's like one of those things. It's worth a punt and me and my brother enjoyed it. That's great. Yeah, it was just like so that's good. Um Westerada, I've been streaming that yeah. on Mixer. Um now this is a Wild West game, open world, um in 16-bit um yeah. style graphics. Um now this game for me is two parts. It's the open world and you are following the story of trying to find out who murdered your brother and destroyed your farm. And this happens random, so it's not the same person every time. Okay, didn't know that. And yeah, so it's not the same person. And you go around doing missions for people, and you get, they give you clues. So they'll tell you right. what type of hat he's wearing, what coloured jacket he's wearing. <laughs> is it's he guess wearing Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is essentially that. And... It comes and it changes, like I said. That part's brilliant, and you can do certain missions and for various people. Um, you go to certain areas, you've got bandits there. And if you've been a bit of a badass around, bandits will bother you, mm. but at the start, they'll start come chasing after you and start killing you and stuff. And everyone you talk to has got a bit of information. Um, so that's really that's really good, really brilliant. You know, I mean, if you are threatening, I couldn't complete a mission by another rancher because I'd already threatened the rancher with my gun, Try to get some information out of him and he wouldn't give me any information and chase me off. So, it's little things like that that, it's like Red Dead 16-bit and it's brilliant in that sense. But, then when you get to the end boss, jeez. Yeah, I saw you saying about that online. Yeah, I mean, the game itself doesn't last. It's not that long. I think it's took me about over three hours. Okay. But a large part of that three hours is to try to get through this. Well, I spent two hours or so trying to do the open world, get enough clues to find the, the guy. Um, then I spent another two hours just doing the last bit. And all it's missing is one checkpoint. <laughs> one <laughs> checkpoint would save you so much hassle because the amount of guys you have to fight um from when you f- go to the boss's um, hideout to eventually killing the boss is unbelievable wow. now you, you can knock the guy's hats off and they're like you and because essentially your hats are your lives and you can pick up a hat and get alive but it can be quite difficult but one checkpoint, Straight after you fight all these other, when we're split into three, and if you guess wrong, you have to fight three different, almost like three different bosses. Right. And then you go on a horse so ride. You, are those you those.
2: saying like you should put a checkpoint just before that choice? I think you should put, put a
1: checkpoint you... after the choice, before right, okay. you do the horse ride, because the horse ride's can be a bit of a pain. And wow. then you fight the, the, the your murderer. If we just done that, it would have been probably a perfect game. But as it is, I'd go back to it and I'd just do the open world bit and forget the boss, because <laughs> the open world bit is brilliant. You know, I found
2: out who it is, but I've decided to live and let live and uh, let it go and walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. <laughs>
1: you know, and it's funny some of the interactions you do and stuff, and it is brilliant. I mean, I played it on Game Pass, it's, and I think it's an Xbox exclu- console exclusive. So it's really well well worth playing for a lapsed mm. gamer. You know, it doesn't take long, but some people might be better than me and we'll get through the boss, but I will not do the boss again. And the final bit has been playing um, something called Tabletop Simulator on from Steam. Oh, nice. I've got a copy of that. Yeah. Big ball gamer. And at the moment, the only way to play ball games is either through one of these programs. And one of the main ones I've been using is tabletop simulator. And essentially it's like workshop. People mm-hmm. basically put the assets in of a board game. Yeah. And they just can recreate any board games and there's yeah. thousands of them. There's um them. I
2: know I picked it up because I I don't know if it was a Kickstarter or or what it was, but someone had created a Persona five board game right. and had an a module for it that worked in tabletop simulator.
0: Hmm. yeah so, i think that was a free to print
2: wasn't it yeah, free to print released yeah. so like yeah that's the kind of thing we're talking about is like literally people are coming up with their own stuff or like you say yeah. well-known stuff and kind of giving it a different name and then creating modules for it in tabletop sim
1: yeah yeah it's it is brilliant especially mm. when it's scripted for game so it saves on like setup and sometimes a point scoring and all that yeah it is it is a brilliant little program um, there's loads of mods out there there's some official mods as well that you can pay for but yeah if you're a board gamer and you like them highly recommended
2: yeah uh, that's mm. br-
1: it's a brilliant bit of kit but is, like, yeah. it's, like I say it's, it's, it
2: reminds me very much of like going back to our, like D&D sessions about Roll20 it's kind of yeah initially quite daunting but once you you've played through a few games and sort of got your head around the interface and stuff it's yeah it's a brilliant bit of kit yeah. brilliant brilliant bit of kit
0: yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess that's on to me. Um, what I have. You been have... Playing, Nick?
2: Sorry, what have you been playing, Nick?
0: Well, I'm glad you <laughs> asked me that, Chazzy. Um I have been obviously on the streams that we've been doing. I've been I've started playing through Deus Ex: Mankind Divided again. Uh, I fancied kind of going back to a few older games. Well, not really old, but not new games uh, that I've enjoyed in the past uh, and just going through them again, maybe in a different way this time. Um, And yeah, just really, really enjoying it, to be honest. Uh, It's great to play through again and it kind of cements in my mind what a great game I thought it was. If that makes sense, so I thought it was a good game, and it still holds up. So it's still a good game.
2: I think it's the one game that obviously we've all been following each other's streams, we've been playing them for like moral support and stuff. And I think it's the one game that universally everyone's jumped in on and gone. Oh, I've got to go back and play this. I've got to start this up again.
0: Yeah, it's
1: just something special about it, isn't Mm. it? Can I put my hand up and say I've never played it and I've? Oh, like (gasps) I said, I've
2: I've I've got a copy and not played it. It's like (laughs) even I've gone like. I really should play this because this looks like Nick's just like making this look brilliant. So I've, I've got yeah. to get involved and like just do it for myself <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's brilliant. It, it's one of those
0: examples of a smaller world where they've really taken the time to design and think about everything and yeah. put little stories and little hints about things and just it's a small experience probably compared to a lot of games but because of the way that they've designed it around that it's just such an amazing game and it's filled with little like if you go down one street you can see uh it's full of environmental storytelling as well so you can kind of see different things and you pick up pocket secretaries and little notes and stuff and read things if you if you explore and then you see things that are connected later which is something that sort of Bethesda have traditionally done in the past um, quite well, um, but they've re- really, really put a lot of work into this game and the storytelling of that. Mm. Um, and it's it, it's it's a big shame, to be honest, to see. Um, obviously, it didn't sell as well as they were hoping and it didn't meet some mm. kind of Square Enix expectations. So it seems that that franchise is very much on the back burner now. Yeah. Um, Which, hopefully, uh, that'll change in the next five, six years or so. Uh, But it's just a a brilliant, brilliant game. Um, And I'd recommend it to anyone. Um, Other than that, uh, I've mainly been playing with my new PC, to be honest. Um, (laughs) I booted up The Witcher 3 uh, because GOG did a uh, nice little... Yeah, yeah, they did a nice little... um, promotion where if you've played GOG on any other platform uh, they gave you a PC version for free oh, the Witcher, uh, so via I mean, GOG so. Galaxy.
2: So if you've played The Witcher you get it on GOG? Ooh. Yeah
0: if you've played The Witcher 3 you get a PC version on GOG for free. Nice. Um, so obviously I played it on PlayStation 4 quite a few years ago now uh, but I went and redeemed it in anticipation for getting my PC. Uh, so it was the first game I booted up. Uh, And yeah, that that game on ultra settings is just stunning. Um, I I think I've said before in the past, um, I mainly played The Witcher 3 via remote play on my PlayStation 4. Um, And so I didn't really appreciate the graphical fidelity of it at the time. I was just mainly interested in the story and the mechanics and stuff. But that game is just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Mm. The scenery and everything is just mind-blowing and even for a five-year-old game now it's it still looks absolutely incredible um and i still think it's one of the best um just just one of the most evolutionary games of the past generation and i think if games that are going to come out in the next few years i think will have learned a lot from the witcher i think it's one of those experiences that will change and shift games, uh, in particular Bethesda games uh, and those those kind of open world RPG. I mean, it's already kind of, we discussed last time about how uh, Assassin's Creed Origins obviously learned a lot from The Witcher 3. And I think in the next few years, you're going to see a lot more games that have kind of taken on its ideas and shifted towards CD Projekt Red's thinking, and obviously you've got Cyberpunk coming at the end of this year potentially, maybe still, hopefully, um, and that'll definitely that'll again I think be a game changer uh, this early on in a new quote unquote generation, mm. which will be really interesting to see. Um, I played a little of well, I say I played a little of I I spent two hours last night tinkering with Fallout Four uh, and just trying to make that look as good as I could. Because I've re-remembered my problem with PC gaming is that <laughs> I spend so long playing with settings and mods and graphics yeah. that I never actually play the game. Just that I sit down GeForce to play. Just
2: GeForce now, and <laughs> click everything to optimized, and then leave it.
0: But then I wanna, I wanna, because Fallout Four, <laughs> I was really quite disappointed when I booted it up at first because I was like, this looks
2: awful, and then um, it was on like six forty by four eighty.
0: Yeah, it yeah. just uh, like, not like it, all, guys, all the like lighting the full was full. flat and yeah. none of the textures were really low quality and stuff. So I, I fixed that. Uh, it took me an hour and a <laughs> half, but I fixed it. Uh, so now I'm ready for whenever I want to play it again. Uh, but yeah, um, I literally, I'm not even kidding. I I, I got to the vault and I, I was just about to leave the vault as I as I was finishing up last night. So. Oh. I'm,
2: it reminded so kind vault that reminds me of. I watched a speedrun of that and awesome games done quick and there's some very fun stuff you can do in that vault, which <laughs> like sort of basically essentially speeds up time and I can't remember what he does now, but yeah, try and look it up because it, it's fascinating what you can do in that vault, which then completely like changes the game and stuff and just like accelerates all kinds of weird stuff. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a wicked speedrun run to watch. Yeah, I'll take a look at that. Yeah, yeah, do that. It's,
0: it's cool. I I always like watching speedruns, particularly of games that I like. So yeah, I'll I'll take a look out for that. Um, and the only other thing that I've played is uh, randomly I picked up on Gog uh, a game called Kona no, that no, I'd no, never it. heard of before, um, but is this it, the it seemed Eskimo
2: one. No,
0: uh, it's set in Canada. Yeah, well, okay. Um,
2: Inuit, I should say, not Eskimos. Uh, oh, awful, it's
0: alright, you're only insulting Adam, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, I'd I'd never heard of it before, and I, I picked it up for like 69p or something. But it seemed right up my alley, and I was hundred percent right. It was it's it's kind of it gave me very much uh gone home vibes, but in a an outdoor area. So uh it's very much a walking simulator with a, a few puzzle elements. Uh, but and it, it's got that horror theme running all the way through it. And you are you essentially drive to this town in the middle of nowhere that's snowed in for the winter, right? Uh, and you get to the general store where you're meant to meet uh, your kind of contact who you work for. And you open the door and find he's been shot dead. Uh, and you've got to kind of go through all the town and unravel its mysteries and its secrets uh, again. Playing into all the things that I love of of kind of X Files lore of small town Twin Peaks mysteries uh, and just general a general sense of forbidding and horror. Mm. Um, it was I think it took me about five four and a half five hours to finish from start to finish, uh, and it was a really really enjoyable experience and uh, uh, if if anyone enjoys any of the things I've just mentioned, walking simulators X-Files, Twin Peaks uh, 100% go and play it. Uh, it you can pick it up very cheap these days. There was a, a bit of jankiness in uh, controls sometimes just in like where you'd go to open a door and you'd press the open key and then you'd have to sort of walk backwards so the door could be hard to swing open kind of stuff uh, you could tell it was an indie developed game uh, but it, it was a really really enjoyable experience uh, and that's kind of what I'm looking forward to exploring more now I've got a PC that can run these kind of things is more smaller things by indie studios that um, I've not been able to experience and have fun with in the past few years um, so yeah
2: that's that's pretty much been me so i've just looked this up and this is definitely not the game i thought it was <laughs> um <laughs> the game i was i was thinking of was never alone which is like you're a, a little kid and with like a wolf I yeah i've you know, yeah, played that i remember so. that we as a, a plus game a few years ago it. yeah so there you go but yeah it's this, yeah it's like i said it, yeah you're just looking at this this is very much not you know the game i thought it was <laughs> i thought it was just gonna be like some kind of cutesy cutesy platformer type game not a <laughs> not like, like you say a twin Peaks game so there you go
0: yeah um, but yeah re- really really good game highly recommend it
2: nice nice awesome
0: alright should we wrap this up then
2: yeah do that thing
0: yep yeah. alright so uh, that's about all we've got for now uh, if you want to follow us every pretty much every day on Twitch uh, we're over on twitch.tv slash lapsgamer. Um, stream uh, stream schedule is available on our Twitter, uh, which is twitter.com slash Uh And, yeah, just catch us on anything else. Uh, I've been joined by Mark.
2: Hello. That's me. Chazzy, sorry. No, that's all right. That's not a problem. <laughs> and Andy.
0: Yep. Hello and bye. All right. Uh, thank you very much. Catch you later.
2: Bye. 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 Outro. (laughs) Because none of the adults are here to do the real, the real heavy lifting.